You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Hello, Sid Talk. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to you. Um, uh, Before the after the show discussion, we were actually looking at, um, we were talking about the scouts and the, uh, is it called the scouts for for girls too? In England, it's called the guides. It's the scouts and the guides. The brownies going into the girl scouts, boy scouts or boy scouts. Right. So we were talking about scouts. Oh, cub scouts. Sorry. Cub scouts, boy scouts. Yeah. The cubs. The cubs were the junior version of scouts, like the smaller Not the cubs. It's the cub scouts. Right, they're, they're like the little kids. Yeah, I think so. You, when you get older, anyway. Unless they're two different things, I don't know. Why we were talking about the <laughs> scouts, and I was never a scout, was uh, the movie today, which has got the word scouts in the title. But you were looking. One I was the, a brownie, and I was a girl scout. I was a junior girl scout. And one of the things about scouts is you do tasks and earn badges that you stick on your shirt. Oh, well, don't stick. You sew them to your shirt. Sash. Or, or your sash. Shirt. Um, and we were just looking at today's modern day scouts organization and the different patches that you can earn. And what badges, were, not patches. What was it? Badges. What patches were different to the patches you could have when you were? Oh, young? I didn't see them all, but I mean, there were no. Um, what was it called netiquette? How yeah, to netiquette. how to behave on the internet? There was no detective. There were none of them. I mean, there were hundreds, and I don't only. There probably was more. I've never been that good at paying close attention to any organizational structure that I belong to, so I probably don't know what they how were. How many? Bad- I still have the book. How many badges did you have? I don't know. And maybe about, do you still have the? I have them somewhere. Shirt somewhere. It's not on my shirt. It's on my sash. Oh, sash. Somewhere in this house. It oh, really? Exists. Yes, but I didn't get very many. Do you know me? Yes. Now, if someone were to say to me. You're going to sit down and play this video and game some and get badges. 50 achievements. Yeah, it's like achievements, isn't yeah. it? Do I do it? No. What do I like to do? Just ignore that and just, you get them. Okay. I like to cheat. True. I like to skip from this point to that point and be like, fuck it, I'm not going through all that effort. I just want the end. And that's video games. But that's sort of reflective of my whole life. And if I was a kid and I said to my mom, but I really, 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 really want the sewing badge. And she'd be like, well, you made that shirt for 4-H last summer. Let me fill it in. <laughs> so she'd fill out the thing. Because, yeah, I was in 4-H too. I wasn't good at that either. But I did make a shirt one summer when I was like six or seven. I don't know. Really bad shirt. So she'd fill in the thing. She was the brownie leader. And then she has to submit it. Then they have to... You have to write Put a little it through thing. the committee. What was the thing about, and what did you learn, and what did you make, and does this, you know, did this person fill all these little lists off? And yes, so I, <laughs> I probably had about four or five, but they all sound like a great idea. I would look at it and go, "That's a great idea. I want to do the camping one. I want to do this one." And I'm the same as I was when I was seven. I am the exact same as I am right now. Everything sounds like a great idea. Even looking at those badges, I'm like, "Wow, you can get this." Whatever there was, a, there was a web di- designer badge that yeah. didn't exist, and it was like you know pick a subject and create your thing and write up a write up your content and then go live and da 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 you know like really basic like four or five steps to every single badge. Now that all sounds great. It sounds really motivating to some people, right? I'm going to get every badge on this list. 
I look at the list. I get excited. And then I don't do it. So I no. personally liked the Girl Scout badge that included eat a sweet treat. <laughs> yeah. Because that seemed... It was the snacking. <laughs> yeah, cooking. That, that's actually a good... Cooking badge. snacks. And one of the steps was dive into snacks, which meant, I guess, do some research. Mm-hmm. Make a savory snack. Taste a sweet snack. That's the best part. That'd be a hard one. And something else. I don't remember that lesson. Um, I never was a scout, but if I would have been a scout when I was young, I would have had all the badges. Because yeah, I, you would have. There's oh no way. I would, there's no way if I there were badges to be had, I wouldn't be having them. <laughs> I know. That's the difference. <laughs> I would have been like... <laughs> I would have been like, I, I need all the badges, so the thing that I hate, I'm doing that one as well. I'll just persevere like, again. I'm like that with everything. I had to do book reports when I was a kid. Did you have to do book reports? And you probably had to read the book. This is how I was supposed to go down. You read the book, and then you wrote a little paper with a beginning, a middle, and end. Or you did a project that included things from the characters and all that kind of stuff. I would look at the books at the last night, right before they were due, pick, and I would literally thumb through and go, that's oh, somebody, and that's something. And the back says this, and the front says that. We had no internet then, right? You had the book. That's all you had to go on. Yep. The front and the back. And back the in sc- the old days. The little scholastic flyer that you brought home to buy all the books with. Sometimes I had that. We had and that I'd too. read the little description. Yeah. And then I would fake my way through. I did seven one night because I was way behind. And my mom was like, if you don't do these book reports by the end of this year, I'm not going to get you out of it. You know, you're going to get an F or whatever it was. So I sat down. <laughs> <laughs> and just got myself through it. Like, that's how I do those things. So you did you have that thing? This is a little bit off topic, but not so much. Did this you, is a movie review, by the way. <laughs> did you have that thing in school where you went in one day and they came around? It was probably scholastic for you. But I don't know what it was for us. Scholastic. They give you this, like, little brochure, every, yeah. every kid. And they said, take that home yep. and show it to your parents. And it was kind of like you were kind of, you weren't, you didn't have to, but it felt like you were obligated to buy something from it. No, I never felt obligated. I just was gonna get some. Books. And then you took it back. You'd circle the ones that you wanted, and then in about six weeks' time, they turned up at your school. And then you yeah, my teacher had a big box, and she yeah. just had sorted all Handed the books out. out. Yeah, oh my now, god, I love I always, my scholastic books. I d- for some reason, I weren't allowed to have them, and I always felt shitty that day when all Aww. the kids were getting the books, like because there was no, I could never have the books. I remember always taking the thing home. And there was no way you were having anything from it. So I always used to think that was a shit idea. Because there was also other kids who probably couldn't afford What is that story? (laughs) (laughs) And here's how it went down for me. I'm not rubbing it in your face or anything. But I would take like, I would do like 10 of them, including like the magazine and then like the nature study magazine of the month where it had like a little paper magnifying glass and a poster of the world and stuff. I always wanted it all. (laughs) And I'd tick them all off. It was a magnifying glass and and a globe. She pretty much bought them all for me each time. I didn't get shit. (laughs) (laughs) And you're you're the type to work really hard to earn things. And I'm the type to ask and beg and plead and cheat my way through it and get (laughs) what I want. We are a match made in heaven, my friend. All right. There's no heaven. So, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I need the show notes because I am Ron Burgundy and I have no idea what's going on. Oh my God, can can you not? You've done 408 of these Fucking shows. Do you not know how it goes yet? Part right. of my language. So now there, my, is that clear enough for you? Now my auto cue is in place. I will say uh, so. That's our before the show. After the show. <laughs> before the show. Um, happy New Year, everybody. That's another thing I wanted to say. Yeah. 
And it's Saturday, January the 2nd, 2016. We're in the future. Or just 2016. Uh, this is after the show 408. The movie we're looking at this week, hence the talk that we just had, <laughs> is Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. It's a 2015 movie. It's actually released on Blu-ray on the 6th of January, so you can pick it up this week. Well, next week. Uh, it's rated R. It's from our friends at Paramount. And Sid Talk, will you give us a synopsis of Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse? First, you, you just reminded me that um, something very... Lovely from my past. My first marriage. My first time I ever got married was on uh, January 9th. And then got divorced on January 23rd of the next year. So there you go. January is a very special month. Good job. (laughs) Synopsis of Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Kind of says it all. Boy Scouts, Zombie Apocalypse. And the Boy Scouts are going to know a lot about how to survive. Give or take. And as you notice, there's no apostrophe there. That is incorrect. Yeah, I noticed that too. And there's no apostrophe on any of the press releases. I I was doing the template for the review. And I was like, there's there's an apostrophe, surely. And there was nothing in any of it. Because if it's a Scout's Guide, it would Mm -hmm. be apostrophe. And that's why I thought it was a Scout's Guide. I was looking. But no, it's Scout's Guide without apostrophe. So, these Scouts didn't get their spelling badge. (laughs) Oh, uh, (laughs) no. punctuation back. <laughs> I mean, it's just a fun thing of some friends who are scouts and little do they know, a zombie apocalypse has happened while they're out at the campsite and then they have to deal with it. Alright, so going into the movie, um, I knew very little about this movie apart from the fact I know a friend on Facebook who watched it when it came in theatres and quite enjoyed it. That's all I knew about it. So... Going into Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, I wasn't sure exactly what to expect. And have to say, personally, I was pleasantly surprised with the results. It was a fun... Very fun. ...comedy zombie movie. It had a, it definitely had a heart to it, which I was surprised by, because I thought it was going to be an, a snark fest at the beginning. You know the way it yeah. opened? Yeah, I yeah. thought, oh no, this is a snark fest. It actually isn't. It's got a heart... Where, where it belongs, it's good heart. Actually, doesn't make the scouts look silly or stupid. Makes the scouts look actually pretty cool. Uh, I like that really a lot about it. Um, so yeah, I, I, I had a really good time before we go into detail on this. Um, we, we might do some spoilers. Uh, Sidto, what did you think overall? Fun. Just. I mean, that's the biggest word. You like it. zombie stuff particularly. I, do. I like zombie stuff in it particular. Was, the zombie stuff was pretty well done in this movie. Yes. I just had a good time. It was... I laughed a lot. I didn't find myself rolling my eyes because they balanced everything just right. You yeah, know, that the was... The sort of like, you know, am I going to hate this group of young people and are they going to be obnoxious so they're trying to put a twist on it? Nope. They're just... It's straight up. You got some young men, and they're in the middle of the shit. There's the nerd versus the jock element, just a tiny bit. It's not overt in the whole of the movie, but, I mean, it's it's there. And you get the pretty girls with their boobs all hanging out and whatnot. But it wasn't, like, so bad that I'd be like, oh, my God. It was kind of obvious, but then you put in context of the story. I can accept it. Because it's told from, like, a teenage perspective. Like, I kind mean, of. You know, it's like yeah. horny young men, kind of. But, but not really. No, I think that's that's, un, that's unfair. I mean, there's a bit of that. It's not real. Just one. 
At first, though, you know, the opening sequence with the janitor. That was the... I was like, yeah. oh no, this is like super bad or something like that. They're going to be really crass all the time. It's going to be... I'm going to hate everybody in this, hoping they all die. And it really isn't the case. And you know what? I When we watched the extras for this and the two writers are women, I was like, I think that is why it came off better. Because if two dudes wrote this, or let's, let's, let's say if Seth Rogen and his friend wrote this, it would be a completely different thing. It might be funny in its own way, but it wouldn't have this heart, which I'm talking about, the heart part of this movie. Is quite good, I think, and and you get it from right at the very beginning when this, you, you understand. Yes, one of the scouts is a bit of a jerk. One of the scouts is just really innocent and cool and cute, kind of, and one of the scouts is like the one with his head on his shoulders, kind of thing. That's how the the character, you know, the stereotype characters. But I thought. This this kid who's like really vile all the time, or he's like you're making sex jokes and stuff. I thought, oh, I'm gonna really hate this kid, and he's gonna have to die. It wasn't the case. Like I liked him as much as the others because I understood his place in things. Exactly. And exactly. they they understand each other. They know that he's the kid who's gonna be a pain in the ass, but they love him anyway. Like because they're brothers and they're scouts together. They're not brothers. I don't mean brothers. I mean brothers brothers as in scouts. Like yeah. um, we got each other's backs. We don't. We know that you're a bit weird, but we do our thing. And I really liked that there were three... This whole school, is it school, I guess, where they meet? High school. There's, there's just three scouts. Like, nobody really wants to be in the scouts. Because there's the, scout, cool. the troop leader. Let's not forget about the scout leader. Yeah. He's recruiting, and his little video is of these three young men doing their thing. And you could tell it was supposed to be over the years. Because it was different. Yeah, they were different ages. But they're the only three in his entire troop, and they, it looks like they always have been. Yeah. And even when they try to get other young, you know, teenage boys to join, they're Nobody's just, having that. Yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> so the fact that, you know, Scouts isn't cool in school, you know, it's not, not going to get you laid, as somebody says <laughs> at some point. Um, and these three dudes almost don't give a shit about that. They just love, love it. They love being a Scout. They like the, they love the troop leader, the whole thing's cool. Um, so, what did you think about like? Yeah, I like the scouts a lot. I thought they were really cool characters. What did you think about the actual zombie element of this? Did it? Did it it's fine. I, I mean, I'm neutral because I want a different kind of zombie. Now they try to make theirs look different. There was some the differences here. That was cool. Another a good cool thing about him. Here's we're gonna start the spoiler thing. So you, unless you care, it's not yeah. really that spoiler. Spoil- kind of movie, no, I'll say spoilers from these here people. On. Whenever they get whatever they're getting, yeah, they still stay kind of who they are. So the stripper still strips, and the old lady next door still. They're not just they are mindless eating machines, but they still retain the lady on the little scooter stays on the scooter, and so they push that comedy thing pretty well. But then you'd think. If that's the case, then why aren't they all just back? Why are they all just running around? I want a I want a zombie story where people get infected with whatever the thing is or whatever the hell is going on, and then they just ramble around. And if they if they stumble across you or they catch you completely off guard, then they'll eat you. But they'll never chase you. They're not going to hunt you down. They're not running after anybody. They just go on with their everyday life. No, no. But some of them. Well, they can't, but I mean, they ramble around. They're not a menace, right. necessarily, unless... It's like, you wouldn't go make friends with a rattlesnake, but you know they're out in the world, right? But you're, it's only going to kill you if you come across it. 
zombies would be like that to me. Like, I want to see a story where they're just roaming around and they don't seem like they're not in hordes, you know? Well, I mean, so also. Go in the store and the guy behind the meat counter has been a zombie for three years and everybody's like, whatever, he's, we've hooked him up back there and he can't, and he doesn't care. He just, he still goes and moves one thing to the place where they need it. So they've kind of put him to work. Yeah. <laughs> he carries the box from here to there. Um, this movie also had um, zombie animals, which yeah. is not a common theme in zombie things. If you think about it, Walking Dead, there's no zombie dogs and cats. There's Just no that one book that I read. I think it was called Dark City. Yeah, but this actually <laughs> took it as animals are a threat as well. Like, so there's a there's a zombie deer. There's some zombie. Which all cats. makes sense. Yeah, actually, I've always said that. I was always like, why isn't the Walking Dead full of zombie animals? Also, like. Because then it'd be even more threatening going through the woods because every squirrel and... Uh, I guess that's why, because then it's an impossible task yeah, to survive. I guess, guess you never survive. Because that means then. every worm, every bird, every bug, everything is a threat. And this, it, this <laughs> they don't take it to that extreme, but there no. are some killer animals in this movie, which I appreciated because I'm always like, oh, animals, you know. So this, oh, animals. <laughs> and I'm talking of spoilers in, on the here. The word cat... This lady's a cat lady, so there's a house full of zombie cats, which is I, I thought was an interesting scenario. <laughs> yeah. There's some weird shit in this movie. There is a old man's penis. Which <laughs> You're is, really doing all the spoilers. Which is used as a in an escape sequence. It, it's some, there's some very strange things in this movie, <laughs> um, but they're always funny. I, I found it all funny. It's it's kind of Shaun of the Dead slapsticky. It's that kind of movie. Um, I really liked the special effects. They used like some CGI for like blowing zombies' heads off and stuff. Uh, and they also used a lot of practical effects. I thought the effects, if you, when we watch The Walking Dead on TV, it's hit or miss whether it looks good or not. Sometimes it looks really good. Sometimes it looks really, really shitty. This didn't look shitty at all, ever. I thought every single kill, every single thing looked right. Like even the CGI. There were obviously CGI shots where they where she yeah. where she shotgunned somebody's head off. They they went to the painstaking thing of putting blood on the ground instead of in The Walking Dead when somebody gets shot. It's CG and then there's nothing like there's not a, every time you they just do it a lot. They do it a lot that and that is it takes me out of it a lot. That in this movie it's obvious they poured blood on people. There's a sequence in this with a stripper and a bottle. And a lot of blood. You know, they went that far to put all the blood in. Um, there's some cool uh, stunt sequences. There's a there's cool there's a cool explosion which was really awesome. I thought like a big action movie type explosion. Uh, so yeah, it's got a lot of stuff. It's got horror for all the horror fans. Uh, but as you said at the end of the movie, it's definitely like a teen movie. You can imagine all the teens on a Friday night. In the cinema when this movie came out, loving this like it's. Fall. I don't know about that. That's a, that's a bold statement. I don't know. If all teens would love it, but there is a vibe to it that if you're a certain type of teen who likes this kind of big laughs and naked bo- zombie boobies and big explosions and a cock joke and a sexy girl running around with a shotgun, yes. But if you're the kind of teenager who's going to roll your eyes at all that, like an intelligent girl, then maybe you wouldn't. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> So I get, I felt the teen vibe though. That is definitely at, where even it's like a, kig- a giggle and like, oh my god, that's hilarious, you know, like the tongue part. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was so... Uh. I mean, there was this silly... It's very yeah. silly, but uh, it worked for me. Like, I was never... I was like, okay, I know the vibe of this movie. I know what to, I know what it's going to be. But then there were parts that surprised me. I was like, oh, really? They're going that far with that thing? Or, you know... Exactly. That yeah. thing and, and that uh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, wow, they're really pushing it quite far sometimes. So, but I appreciated that. I thought it was really funny. Um, so let's go on to the cast. Ty Sheridan... Logan Miller and Joey Morgan play the three scouts, Ben, Carter, and Augie. Um, they're new actors. Then I was looking through their things. They've been in some things, but nothing that you would recognize them from, probably. Um, and all three of them did a really good job, I thought. Oh, very good. Very and they're good. holding the movie up, these three dudes. Like, they're in the movie the, all the time. It's not star-studded or anything, this movie. It's... Three relative newcomers who hold the movie together. And I know it's an action kind of movie, but they hold the whole thing together. The third, the fourth person in the group is Sarah DeMont. She plays Denise. And what she is, she's a, um, she used to be at the high school and then she left prematurely and became a stripper. No. In the local. She was a cocktail waitress. She got her GED and she said she was a cocktail waitress. But they said she was a... They uh, said she was a stripper because they like to fantasize about the girl being a stripper. She said, I'm a cocktail waitress. Right. I always think... I always thought that was the same thing. No, of course not. No, it isn't. All right, so she's she's not... Plus, she's not 18 yet from the looks of it. I mean, from the vibe of it. They said she left two years ago. She got her GED. So she wouldn't have graduated yet. So that you don't graduate till you're 18, about. So right. There uh-huh. you go. Yeah. So she works in a strip club. Yeah. But she's a waitress. But she has to dress kind of sexy. We haven't obviously. seen her dress scantily except in her own clothes. Yeah. So, um, and she, you know, she's not part of the group, but then they bump into each other and she becomes part of the group. And she, like you say, it's very B-movie-ish, like sexy girl with a shotgun. With the white t-shirt. She'll on. handle the day. She's tough. You know, there's a bit of a backstory to her, which is really small, you know, but you get to understand what kind of girl she is pretty much quickly. She's tough and she's smart. She yeah. saves her ass a bunch of times. Yep. Let's not lower her importance. Um. So, yeah, I liked her a lot. She's, um. <laughs> when I looked her up, she's been in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so I've obviously seen her before, but she there's a lot of parts that she's played where she plays cute girl, or pretty girl in restaurant or something like that. So, but this is like her first major thing. Um, and then David Kochner, 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 you know who he is. He's from Anchorman. Mm-hmm. He plays scout leader Rogers. And, um, normally, if he's in Anchorman, I really like him. In other things, I find he's a bit over the top. Try and be over the top. In this movie, yes, he's over the top, but it, it really fits. Like, and I loved their relationship with him. They cared for him, like, because they were actually deeply worried about him at the beginning, like, because he didn't show up. Um, you could tell those boys, like, you know, they hang out with him a lot. So they cared for him. I liked his whole thing and his house. Which are, <laughs> Obsessed with Dolly Parton. You know, and he is, he gets to be in a lot of action scenes, you know, and he's on, and he's the last thing you'll see in the movie. He, he's, he's kind of the representative of the guy from European Vacation. Who they keep hitting with their car. He actually is, yeah. He uh, never goes away. <laughs> He's a fighter. Yeah. So, yeah, I really liked him in it. And uh, oft, sometimes he kind of gets on my nerves. Unless it's Anchorman. And finally, Cloris Leachman. You know why he didn't get any nervous? Because he barely talked. 
Yeah. After a certain point, there was no more talking. There True. was more just like... And Clary Schleachman turns up here, who we just saw in something else. You I know, I Bad Santa. Bad Santa, yeah. And she turned up in this one as uh, Miss Fielder. And she's a neighbour. And she's the cat lady. And uh, then she isn't... Well, then she is the uh, different kind of cat lady later on. <laughs> she's a... Uh, you know. <laughs> But yeah, she turns up in this. And you know, it isn't not full of stars. There are these two people, David Kochner and Cloris Leachman, and then everybody else you will not know, probably. But it doesn't matter at all. Even the teenagers in the party, the other bunch of teenagers, they're all no-name people who you don't know. It doesn't matter. I buy them. But I'm always like... Yeah, yeah. totally, because there's the bitchy girl who's got her phone glued to her hand, and there's yeah. the cock guy who's like jerk dick wad cock jock. Yeah. There's not a lot of people in the movie, no. even though there is a lot of people. Like, there's not, not a lot, lot of feature characters. No, yeah, there's a lot of crowd scenes with lots of kids, but there isn't a lot of people. So, yeah, it's a small movie, really, isn't it? It's like a. Well, there's like one a... crowd scene with a lot of kids, and then the rest of them are all zombies on the streets. True. So, this is directed by Christopher Landon, who's like a newish director. He's just directed for Paramount uh, Paranormal Activity, the marked ones, which I think is the fifth Paranormal Activity movie. We have never seen a Paranormal Activity movie. It's not really my thing. I'm not really into that, um, you know, found footage type thing. And I know it was a big deal. And I know that he made the fifth one. Now, I've not seen that movie. I don't know what it's like. Uh, but I actually liked the direction in this movie. I liked how it was done. It was... I know he kept saying in the extras it's like a callback to old movies and stuff. I didn't 100% get that from it. I don't know if you did. No. No, because he's trying to sort of, rom- not romanticize, but... He kept mentioning, but didn't he? The 80s him, Between him and the DP guy. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, cinematographer guy. It's really gross to me sometimes to listen to people talk. They want to... They've made something that is somewhat unique. Obviously, it's not 100% unique because it's very rare that you find something. But it is... It's got its own thing. Vibe, yeah. But yet... Every fucking thing they say is like, oh, it's the Goonies and it's this. It's like they're trying to sell it to you. It's Gremlins. It's Gremlins. It's, yeah. it's a movie from the 80s. It's this. It's made, you know, and then they talk about Steven Spielberg comparing themselves basically to Steven Spielberg and um, John Hughes and all these other directors and the style of the camera that was used and the filters that were used on, on you know, Return of the Jedi and all this shit. And I'm just like, I don't get into that kind of thing because I'm like, if you had an idea... And you want to make this zombie movie. Well, you're going to pull from references anyway in life because we do. That's the way you do it with art and creativity. Everything comes at you in a big wave in life. And then you filter it all through and you come out with something different. But to listen to them talk, it's like, oh, I don't know. I just felt really like it's really pretentious to me. Because it's not like the Goonies. It's not like Stand By Me. It's not like that kind of a buddy, young boys, coming of age kind of a thing. It's nothing to do with that. It's not an adventure like the Goonies. It doesn't look like any of those movies. They think it does, which makes it kind of like... But the thing is, they're not giving themselves enough credit for what they did make. Yeah. That is of their own... A unique... It is got its own... Yeah, because if you think of Zombieland, and you think of Day of the Dead, and you think of Dawn of the Dead, and you think of... I mean, it's it's close to the vibe of something like Zombieland, now you mentioned it. But it isn't, because it's got a different... But Zombieland's way more snarky than this. Yeah, Zombieland's got its own thing. It's It's got a very specific 
package, if you will. This has its own special combination, yes, of wackiness. Porky's is throw- they should have used Porky's as an example of a movie that they were trying to go for because the holding on to an old man's dick and falling out of a window with it in your hand, that is not like the Goonies. No. And to try to elevate it to that is not what it is. But if you want to th- drop names, then you can say Porky's all you want. Some shit like that. It's that. Or a low class, even lower class animal house. You know, if you want to try to compare yourself to something that you think is like all those really ex, like you've never seen Street Trash. No. It's an old horror movie, but it's like full of tits and ass and like gore. It's that kind of thing that they were going for. Yeah, it's clear it's more that. But it wasn't overtly tits and ass. I will give them credit for that. No, it's but a they stripper, do. But it's not in the true. Yeah, but it's not stripper. hardcore. No, the one set of boobs. It's like I get it. You're throwing that in there because I don't know why. I know why. I mean, of course we can all figure out why, but why in the 25th I mean, century? Not, to somebody like me, it's not particularly funny, but maybe to like a teenage audience. Yeah, but laughing. what if you're on a date with a boy and he's sitting right there and he's giggling and laughing <laughs> it up and <laughs> you're like, don't fucking think about it, Then dude. don't go on the date <laughs> with that boy ever again. Yeah, but you don't know, do you? No. And then it's like, it just reduces a person to nothing. Now, let's be fair. They had the old man with the dick, but it wasn't a thing to entice you. It was a thing to gross you out. Whereas the boobs are supposed to be like, oh, zombie boobies, you know? Yeah, Cloris. Because he gets excited. They had Cloris about Leachman um, gumming, gumming somebody's <laughs> ass, yeah, which you'll never see in any other movie. <laughs> so there are things in. She's this almost movie. ninety years old. I know. <laughs> she's, she's crazy. crazy. Yeah, but that's cool. They, they got her in there, and she looked like she was having fun to me on those extras. <laughs> so um. There are some extras on the Blu-ray. Um, quite a few, actually. I thought it was actually pretty decent. Like, you watch some big-budget, high-octane movies like Mission Impossible last week, and there are a few extras. Mission Impossible is actually not a good example because that did have some good extras. But you'll watch a big film, like, and then you'll be, look at the extras, and there's not really much to it. It's just some promotional stuff. This one actually has some decent in-depth looking at making the movie. What you actually get is... Um, the Scout's Guide to Filmmaking. That's like 45 minutes long. It's um, They look at everything, really. They look at all the how they did all the stunts, each location that it was done in. They kind of do a little setup on each one. It was they, good. Yeah. They do the Zombie Makeup FX Handbook, which is a similar thing, but pertaining to the makeup and all the practical effects that they used, such as cat's paws on rods, just pushing them under a door, puppets, cat puppets. <laughs> um all kinds of things in this movie. Uh, there's also the uh, zombie choreography, the uniforms and the costume design, and there's some deleted scenes. Uh, two deleted scenes. One of them is an extended... It's like the scout film that they show you at the beginning, and it's extended. And the second deleted scene is they actually go to a pharmacy at some point, which we don't see in the movie. Um, it's not a big deal. It's not an action scene or anything, but it does show like some more character of the two guys. So um, I really enjoyed this movie. I really enough. enjoyed it. I had yeah, fun, yeah. fun, fun. I've decided a new feature of my weekly review because I do a spreadsheet every week. Yeah, I know. I don't. I'm not the best. See, if I had, if you gave me a badge for spreadsheets and making up forms on InfoPath for SharePoint and let me make up all my own rules. Drawing banners, all that kind of shit. Playing city skylines. I could win the shit out of those badges. But um 
I'm going to add a new word every week. And the word, and I'm just going to pick one word for each movie. And this week is fun. That is it. I mean, it. I can't. It's really fun. Yeah, it's just I, fun. I, I time. thought. I thought going into it when the opening sequence came on. Oh my god, this is going to be really annoying. I really thought that. <laughs> There's an opening sequence that sets the whole zombie apocalypse up, basically. <laughs> then when that part was, and that part was actually well done, also. Yep. Though, it was just the yep, character. Good. But I was thinking, oh no, like it's going to be this this kind of thing, and then it's not that kind of thing, which really surprised me. And then as it went on, I was like, there was never a moment I was like, okay, is this over yet? What like, I would like to have seen, the only the only hiccup I can see other than just some of the overt, like, you know, girls in short skirts and tight shirts. But if you're going to say that the zombies stay who they are, then stick with that as much as you can. You know, mm-hmm. the cop comes out shooting the gun. The other cop lady is just walking. She's not like on the attack. She's just like doing her rounds or whatever she's Mm -hmm. doing. But you have the janitor in the beginning. He needs to just be in a janitor then. Not, you know what I mean? Then the doctor needs. Yeah, not like. Then the other doctor guy starts roaming the woods. Well, that's not. If you're going to say that these people are just going to stay what they are, then work around that. And that, you know, as it spreads, it's only because you. Not Shaun of the Dead, even, because Shaun of the Dead, they will pursue yeah. you to a degree. But make it commit to that. So that's what I, that's my only thing, is that you've got these zombies running down the street, and like, were these people running down the street before? No. They were doing their own thing. So the only reason you're having them run at you is you're like, oh, we need the tension, we need the threat, or whatever, you know. But to have the teachers of the high school, who you can then say, oh, they all found out about the senior party. And so once they all became zombies, that was a thing that was really annoying them. And somehow they all found their way. And they're not really there to attack you. They're all just like hands on hips and like shaking their fingers. You know, some, if you're going to be wacky, be wacky. <laughs> like have your zombies be like. But, you know, you might puppets. say, oh, we don't need another zombie film. This had enough difference yeah. from all the other zombie films. Oh, I'll me. take a new zombie film every year. I don't care. Yeah, like but, but, but uh, all right then, you might say we don't need another comedy zombie film. But this had enough differences from the other comedy zombie films that I enjoyed it. In fact, there isn't a comedy zombie film that I haven't enjoyed. I love any kind of zombie film. I, I, don't I like know what a it serious is about... one, like 28 Days Later. Yep. And I also like a zombie land, so it doesn't... And Walking Dead. Like you know, Walking it could Dead. get too much after a while. You might be like, oh shit. But this wasn't like that. I, I didn't feel like, oh no, not more zombies. They'll go away eventually, and then they'll come back in 20, 50 years. So um, thank you to Paramount for Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. You can pick it up next week. Uh, next week's Blu-ray review will be Guy Ritchie's The Man From Uncle. That'll, we'll be taking a look at that next week. Contests. We have three new contests on aschoolie.com. You can enter now. One of them is to win Eli, Roth, Eli Roth's The Green Inferno, the director's cut. The other one is M. Night Shyamalan's The Visit. And the third one is... Can you remember? No. Neither can I. Because that one hasn't gone live yet. Actually. Well then, don't so worry about it. I'll, yeah, there's two live. The Green Inferno and The Visit. You can win copies. Now how many entries do you get to these contests? One. No, I don't mean per person. How many entries do you get? Oh, a lot. So, Thousands. So there's not much chance of you winning. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, you know, it's uh, it's a real thing. It's like... No, there is, a high, there is a good chance of you winning a Blu-ray. Because um, we generally get three of each movie to give mm-hmm. away. So, um, yeah, go and enter. Uh, That's it's very nine easy. DVDs to get. And there's a very easy away. question for each, <laughs> for each of them. They're very easy. 
it takes a, you can use Google and you'll find the answer. Or you don't have to have watched the movie. That's what you're saying. No. Because if you have watched the movie, why would you want to win it? Often, let me tell you a secret for just the listeners of this podcast. <laughs> Often in the aschoolie.com contests, the answer is on the page with the question, <laughs> if you look closely enough. See, that's what you should do is give a hint. There is, always. No, in the podcast, there should be something you say. I don't or need a to special because they're so just easy. Just from the podcast. Yeah, maybe. Oh, 2016, it's a new year. All right, Let's so... Make a new start. So please go and enter and go and win. Blu-rays, not DVDs, Blu-rays. <laughs> God. So, movie recommendations. I am going on Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, and uh, mine are... Zombieland, which I really enjoyed, is re- another real, you could say, fun when you've watched it. It's a fun movie. It's got some really silly things in it. It's got some awesome stuff in it. It's a funny zombie movie. Shaun of the Dead, I think, is the best funny zombie movie. The first, wasn't it? No, um, Return of the Living Dead, back in the 80s. Oh, yeah, yeah. The first of the new... Some might say all zombie movies are comedy. <laughs> but Shaun of the Dead's... I think it's rewatchable. You could go and watch it right now and it still still holds up. It's very British. It's very funny. It also Was Dead Snow before that? Dead Snow is also a comedy. Dead Snow was way after that. Mm. Um, and my third one, because I usually have two, but I have three, is Peter Jackson's Brain Dead, a.k.a. Dead Alive. There you go. There's another comedy one that a was way A comedy before. zombie movie from a long time ago. Well, there you, it's your, your own question. Yes. Um, but... In the vein of this, with the over-the-top... Peter gore. Jackson's one is, um... It's... There's a lot The gore level is very high. A lot more involved. Yeah. Of There's a bit of a kind of a tribute-ish yep. kind of thing yep, to yep. it in this. But nowhere near what that does. I mean, that Dead Alive Brain Dead is gore to the extreme. <laughs> so, um... yeah. If you watch that, and you put in perspective, that only a few years later, Peter Jackson was given a third of a billion dollars to make Lord of the Rings. I know, it's crazy. And that's literally the leap from Dead Alive... To frighteners, to uh, what was the body the the one you like with Kate Winslet? Yeah, heavenly and then, creatures, and then Lord of the Rings. Well, in in the middle of that also was Meet the Feebles, which is one of right? the weirdest movies. Yeah, have you ever seen that? I have not. It's a puppet show movie. I've heard of it. It's about a puppet show, like the Muppet Show, but it's horrible. Like behind the scenes, they're all puppets, and they're yeah behind the scenes, and they're actually being told that this puppet show ain't going to go on anymore because you're all kind of crap, and it's a gory movie with puppets. <laughs> nice. Like it's Peter Jackson's gory stuff, but with puppets. It's very strange. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense like a lot of the time, but it is gruesome as hell. Like Sounds it's like puppets gruesome. So now, yeah, if you had a puppet zombie movie. I'd probably watch that. This is a weird movie. And my recommendations for 2016 are going to go like this. Sometimes I get tired of having to think them up. I'll be honest. I don't like to earn those badges for thinking of... I don't like <laughs> to think. If every week you, I don't said, like to think. <laughs> you said, I'm going to give you an achievement for thinking <laughs> of some recommendations, I'd be like, whatever. So what I'm doing is I'm going through... I have a list on IMDb that I'm trying to make a list of all the movies I've ever seen, TV shows that I've seen in full and movies. So far I'm up to like 2,300 and something. There's got to be more than that, but then when you add up the hours that I've spent watching those movies, all the things I could have accomplished in this life. Oh, well. So I'm going to make use of that list, and I'm going to start. I'm going to do alphabetically, and every week I'm going to do three, and we're starting at the top. And at the top of every alphabetical list, of course, are what? Numbers. The numbers. <laughs> right. So when you start looking at lists of movies in alphabetical order, 
it's really fun to read through it. It's very lyrical. So, but my top three, not my top three, I'm sorry. They're not, they're not in any order of goodness or my opinion or anything. This is literally, I, I put it in a spreadsheet. I put them in order. First three are 10, Dudley Moore and, uh, Bo I don't Darren. think of Dudley Moore. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just think of the beach running back. <laughs> right. So 10 is from the 80s. It's an excellent Deadly movie. Moore. It's funny as hell. Bo Derek. It's the first time you see like the lady with the cornrow braided hair, I believe. Like that's when it, when I think of it, that's why I think of her hair like that. I, uh, I don't remember the movie hardly. I've seen it. It's really funny. I remember the what it's kind of wacky a little bit, I believe. It's kind of slapsticky. It's kind of like Arthur. Or like him. Yeah, like exactly. Him. 300. So we've gone 10. Now we're doing 300. Which we all know is... That's one for the ladies. Gerard Dupardo. No, the other guy. Butler. Gerard. <laughs> you know, the... And it's that was a cool movie. It's the, the six-pack movie, basically. It's a cool movie, because I love the guy who comes with all the shit. You know what? The, the sequel to that was actually pretty cool, It too. was pretty cool. Yeah. So, 10, 300, and 2001. A Space Odyssey. And that's so the one with the monkeys, space and Odyssey. the monolith, and then yeah, the, the space. Dun, dun, that in the beginning part. I'm sure it wasn't written. Not a whole lot of dialogue in that movie. It's a lot of music and uh, images. Images, sort of a psychedelic trip through the origins of whatever. Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, so 10, 300, and 2001. All right. Next week, there'll be three more in order. So games and A. Scully stuff this week. Um, We had a flood here this week. (laughs) I mean, Missouri, where we live, it was under the state of emergency. I don't know if it's been lifted yet. It probably hasn't, actually, because the river has busted its banks. So we had so much rain here. I mean, we're okay. It wasn't like we were flooded out. Um, but the river burst its banks. The place where we go cycling um, along the trail uh, actually went underwater. Yep. Which Because it is literally from... I You can stand on the trail, Yeah. take a step, and reach down the little hill. And if the river's high enough, you can stick your hand right in the river. So that's it only takes a little bit, and it's under the water. Um I mean, places like St. Louis, which is close to here, were... I mean, I saw photographs of the whole highway under the water, so... Branson, Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people died. It was a bad scene. We, you know, yes, we had a bit of annoyance. Put in perspective, yeah. Um, Our basement got a lot of water in it, which it... More than ever, because there was a lot of rain this time. I mean, three days, wasn't it? Raining, solid. Um, About, yeah. And uh, I scooped a lot of water out of our basement. Scooped. He doesn't mean scooped. He means vacuumed. <laughs> yeah. shot vacuumed water. Like gal- uh, hundreds of gallons hundreds. of water. Because I, in the middle of the night at one o'clock in the morning, decide- I work in a data center, which is there 24-7. We have a couple of shop vacs. There's no water in the data center. And I was like, ah, 12 years ago, I bought that shop vac. I mean, we because have one. We did it's have a water leak yeah. in the data center, and it took them three months to pay me back for it. I just went and bought it at Walmart that night because I worked overnight and all that. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go get some use out of that sucker. <laughs> so I brought it home. We had to tape it up a little bit, but um, that would suck up how many? 10, 12 gallons at a time? Yeah. It was 17 gallons? Yes. Something like that? Yeah. Or was it that big? Yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah. And wide. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's hundreds of gallons of water. I sucked up this week. So, and now it wouldn't even know what happened, but it's horrible. 
It's not bad though when you compare to somebody no. whose whole house is under the water, oh, which no. we did see on the in the new on the news. We saw a, we saw a house in Missouri floating down. It doesn't the river. equal. It doesn't take away the annoyance though. That's the thing. No, just because it doesn't. But I compare. always think to myself, no, this is this is not bad. Sucking up some water, mm-hmm. that is bad. Somebody's house disappears. away. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think we might still be under the state of emergency, but it's not rained for a few days now, so we're getting back to normal. Uh, I don't know why I mentioned that. I just wanted to. <laughs> um, we saw another movie this week. Quentin Tarantino's eighth movie, The Hateful Eight. Um, we're not going to review it properly because we might review the Blu-ray down the line. But um, just quickly, Sid Talk, what did you think of it? What do you think of it? It's your movie. Um, I very, very much enjoyed it. It's um, a three-hour movie, a Western, like his last movie, Django Unchained was a Western. Um, this is a very different Western. It's more of a, like like we said at the end of it, it could this could be done on Broadway on a stage. It's like a, It feels like a stage play. Uh, it's really beautiful to look at. It's got a really interesting style. Very, um, very interesting because it's like, um, I said, it's like, an in, like a cheap movie almost because it's really hollow. It's not all glossed up. There's no Vaseline filter. There's no Martha Stewart glow. There's yeah, none of that. Yeah, not lit like that, no. Nothing at all. It is raw, like raw filmed footage. The sounds often, I think, are actual... Like, in the moment sounds, a lot of it's not yeah, dubbed over. I mean, you can tell the difference, I think, sometimes. And it's very stark because it is a stark thing. And because he watched all those old TV shows, even those shows were glossier. Like, Bonanza was all glossed up and Hollywooded up. And this was this is very straightforward. You're cold because it's snowy. It, the sound, the wind blowing through those. Yeah, all the time. Oh, you just feel like, ah. And, it, and it's just, the, the premise is just... There's, it's in, it's the old west and a bunch of people, there's a blizzard and a lot of people end up in this cabin. Minnie's people. Minnie's haberdashery, it's called. And they have to spend a few days in a cabin together and hilarity ensues. No, it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there are some funny parts to this movie, but, um, if you, uh, if you can't take racially charged conversations, you might not like this movie. Because, like Quentin, he doesn't shy away from things. And uh, it's very pointed, the the talk. But I thought it was an excellent movie. It went places I didn't think it was going to go. Um, I didn't... I, I couldn't guess what was going to happen. And what did happen was satisfying. And uh, It's very satisfying. It's very... I don't know. It's gutsy and kind of, like, touchy. and But overall, I feel like it's like a... Like a, um, the kind of movie watching experience that makes me glad I like movies as a whole, not just, oh, I'm going to sit down and watch me a movie and ha ha, he he, I'm going to cry a little bit and move on. Whereas movies are a thing in my life because of stories and the people in the stories and the choices they make and, you know, sort of like the world that can get created and yet you see a reflection of something there in your society where you live and the people that you know and what you think about the world and it kind of shoots back at you but it's all twisted around because someone else thought up all those people it's all fiction that's the kind of thing now someone say well why don't you read books and why don't you you know well movies have always been my way of delivering that to me and this is one of those movies where i after the it just started and i was just settled in like this is 
beautiful. <laughs> like I just couldn't, I couldn't get enough of it. Really, and it's done in Quentin's style with the chapters. Like he likes chapters, like a book, and this is split into a bunch of chapters, like Kill Bill is and like Django Unchained is. Um, I really like that style too. Quentin has his own thing. I don't think there's anybody else who makes movies like he does. It's very specific. In fact, if if you sat, you know, if there was a new Quentin Tarantino movie and you sat me down and didn't show me the credits at the beginning and you start to watch it, you would understand very quickly this is Quentin Tarantino. He stamps his own... It's the dialogue, really. You can tell it's his dialogue. Like, he's very unafraid to say things. I mean, sometimes it's hokey and pretentious, like in Death Proof. I mean, that was yeah. really... A lot but of still, obnoxious. you can tell it's him. If I sat yeah. you down and put Death Proof on... But just because it's him doesn't make it good. Sometimes it's really obnoxious and really wears on my, like, this is what you think people would say to be cool, and you want to write things so that the actors think they sound cool, and he even said it in the extras. I write dialogue, and actors know they're going to sound cool when they say my dialogue. Well... That sometimes comes off very obvious, really pretentious, very self-indulgent, which he's, he would never deny. It's very him, yeah. But in this one, it's all paired straight to the character. Like, each character is what they are, I think. Like, from the way you, when you meet them all the way through. Oh, I think I think there'll be Oscar nominations involved in this I movie. So. And I also think that there are some fantastic performances in it. And... While it is a Quentin film, and obviously it's full of violence and blood, it also is very funny. And there are parts that are very funny that you you actually have to check yourself a little bit and go, is that really really funny? Should I be laughing at that? But just the way Kurt Russell in particular delivers some of the lines. And some of the lines are racist, but the way he portrays that character, it makes things... Kind of light-hearted, but it shouldn't be. It's odd. It's something that Tarantino can do, and I don't think many other people do it. Um, but yeah, Hateful Eight, it's in theatres now. I say you should go and see it. But uh, make sure you get an extra big popcorn, because it's three hours long. <laughs> um, so the other thing, um, when I was talking about the basement, um, in my basement I have like a, a, all my shelves with my Blu-rays on, and then on top of my shelves with my Blu-rays, I have a lot of collectibles. Like Star Wars collectibles and Tron and all different things. And on top of there, back in the day, Mountain Dew, how do you say it? Dew. Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Um, they did a special collectible version of their soda that is uh, Halo 3. Now, all you people who are video gamers will be like, Halo 3, that was a long time ago. Because we're on Halo 5 now. Um, but I found a can of soda. We actually have more than one. Down in the basement. Um, it's best before date, I will tell you on the bottom. It's February the 4th, 2008. It is... He's forcing me to drink it. It is um, Halo 3 Game Fuel. Why, are by, you do, why did you think of this and why are we doing this? I just thought of it. By Mountain Dew. You didn't just think of it. You see people do this shit all the time on the YouTube. It's an invigorating blast of citrus cherry flavour. So this is how old? 2008? Six years. Six years old. It went out of date six years ago, so I thought me and Siddharth would drink it on the, <laughs> on the show. <laughs> so That's great. I don't want you ever cleaning the basement ever again. No. You'll find that. I actually dusted the top because it of was Of course you did, because he, I don't know if you know this, people, but he's a 
freaking clean freak. Let me just open this. So, what do you... Let's Listen say... Listen to this old school thing. Before we start opening this can, how do you expect um, our old six-year-old... Flat syrupy. Six-year-old <laughs> Mountain Dew to taste? If it seems perfect, then there's something very wrong with wrong. people drinking it. Yes. <laughs> if there's nothing bad about it... Oh, oh, it's still fizzy. It is. Oh, hold. Oh, it sounds fizzy. Hold on. It smells good? You haven't even opened it yet. No, I can smell it. It just... It, Immediately hit me. Well, it's because it's chemicals. Oh, no, it doesn't smell good. It smells really bad. <laughs> smell it. I don't want to smell it. Just no, put it you got to smell it. Just put it in the glass. No, I don't even think Put it should. in the glass. After you smell it, you might not want to taste pour it. Pour it and let's see what it looks like. All right. We're going to pour it into glasses. This is really riveting for people on the radio. <laughs> Fake radio. Ooh, it looks delicious. It looks like Orange Crush. You know what? It's it's actually fizzy, which is very it's very bizarre. fizzy. How long has it been in the... Uh, Eight years. More than that. Doesn't smell bad. It smells bad in the can. It smells bad. Don't. Why are you pouring like a whole glass? It smells really awful, like um, like old. Mm. It just smells old. That's what it smells. Oh, it smells like cough syrup. Okay. It smells worse in the can. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, it's bad, isn't it? <laughs> okay. It, it smells bad. <laughs> I didn't think it'd smell that bad. Oh, it tastes fine. It tastes exactly like it would taste. But it smells funny, like something went wrong with it. Really good. Like petrol. Tastes good. Oh, I don't even think. Get over it and just taste it. We don't even drink soda anymore, which is what's funny. We stopped drinking soda in you know 2008. You know what it tastes like? It's not that bad. It, smell, like it smells pretty nasty, though. It tastes like, you know those really cheap ice lollies when they melt? Huh. I don't know what an ice lolly is. It's a ice... I don't, know, I don't know what Americans call it. Popsicle, is it? Maybe. If you took one and melted it, just like let it melt and then drink... Oh, it's it's not nice afterwards. It's not nice that. That's all it right. It tastes like the can. Yeah, but you're you haven't drank soda for a long time. You don't remember that that's what soda tasted like. Yeah, but there's a funny smell that I drank this when it came out, and I don't remember it smelling like that. It's, I know because you drank a lot of soda then. I'm it saying smells like the ins- it smells like the inside of the can has been like put into the flavor of it. Tastes good though. It tastes like. You looking at a lollipop, like an orange, not cherry. Tastes doesn't taste cherry to me. I don't want any more. My advice is, <laughs> if you find six-year-old Halo Three can of a any six-year-old beverage that's in the can, don't drink it. You know, unless, I'm, unless of course it's a, now. So you've wasted a can of that, and then the zombie it's not really apocalypse. Waste. In the zombie apocalypse that may happen, we will be one can down because that's the only food we have. And you know what? I am very surprised that it was still fizzy. Yeah. How can what the hell? What is in that? <laughs> Compressed so, air. So yeah, um, don't drink Halo 3 soda if it's old. This isn't going to become a feature, by no, the way. No, I just found it. We're not going to eat and free. drink old food. Every it is, I don't like the taste of that, and it does have a funny aftertaste. Let me have a drink of your water. Mm-mm. Oh, come on! <laughs> you said you love it. You I didn't say I love it. <laughs> Alright, so Sid Talk, what is for dinner? Halo 3 soda. <laughs> and... We're going to have some baked beans and a bean burger. Oh my god, we're having a bean burger and beans. It could be a bit much, but they'll be good together. And that's it. Sounds like Fart City. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you I'll said, think of something else. It doesn't. <laughs> I don't really have anything else. That's though. what one of those scouts said. Don't, why do we have to have something that? <laughs> yeah. What did he say? They were cooking beans for the dinner. Why can't we have something artisan that tastes good? That's not going to make us fart all night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right. And uh, that's it. Really. And your advice know. is don't drink Halo soda from six years ago. 
it, and isn't there a funny aftertaste? You've got to admit, it's not good, is it? Doesn't bother. It tastes like metal. It reminds me of what soda used to taste like, and I have not had soda metal? for so oh, it, it tastes like did. vitamin tablets, like metal iron I think tablets. that you have blocked out. You have this weird thing about your memory. That's how a soda always tastes. It never tasted. smelled like that. I think it did. I think you're wrong. Uh, my advice is don't get talked into becoming a doormat. Now, I'm the type of person that a lot of people find to be a little bit cold-hearted and a little too straightforward. And I'm not saying that as a compliment. I'm saying that's the word that people use. Blunt. Um, I often say what I mean, and you can tell when I'm not amused, I don't fake it. If I'm not impressed, I don't pretend. I don't go like, oh, that's stupid. But I'll look at you like, and? What else are you trying to impress me with or tell me? Or I will just be completely neutral. I don't have... The capacity, oh no, that's not true. I probably have the capacity. I haven't got the desire or the motivation to slap on a smile all the time and pretend that everything you say and everything you do and every thought that comes out of your mouth is somehow important to me. And that I think that people get themselves, people like me, who do have a, who might end up being me mixed with a people pleaser, which would be a terrible combination. I'm not a people pleaser. Don't pour any more of that shit. I'm getting it all out. I don't have any people pleaser in me. Some people have part of my personality mixed with people pleaser. So they're, they can get talked into nicing themselves up. Now, if it's appropriate and you're just trying to be polite in a very, very specific situation, I, I have no problem with that. I'm not rude to people in general out and about in the world. You know what I mean? However... On a day-to-day basis, if there's somebody that does not interest me at all and bores the shit out of me, I can't summon up the doormat feature. I can't summon up this like, oh, well, how are the kids? And how's this? And oh, that's no problem. Oh, sure, I'll pick that up for you. Oh, no, I'll do that for you. Oh, I'll get that for you. You know, I don't become like a servant of someone to overcompensate for the fact that I don't give a shit. Hmm. Right? You see what I'm saying? And I think some people will do that. They get talked into like, well, you know, or they hear people or they see the vibe of the world is if you're not nice and you're not smiling and you're not seeing the world through rosy fucking glasses, there's something wrong with you. So you need to nice it up, everybody. And that turns you into a bit of a doormat sometimes. That's just the way I see it. I will not be that person. I won't have 10 people calling me and asking me for favors that I don't. That I'm going to just go, oh, I guess I better do it or they're not going to like me. If your car broke down outside of my house and you needed a ride, I'm going to help you probably. True. Probably. That's not a definite. Depends on the circumstance. But I'm not going to get, like, sort of stuffed into a box of being everybody's go-to person and faking my way through when then at the end of a day of having to be that person come home and be so exhausted from it and like selling myself out constantly that I almost don't exist anymore so you know don't let people talk you into being something basically something that you're not and definitely don't let people try to convince you that the whole world has to be a bunch of like kumbaya Happy, happy, everybody, love and peace and all that. Because I don't believe that that's possible. 
You're going to have differences. You're going to have people you don't care about. I'm not saying go punch everybody in the face. I'm just saying you don't have to be everybody's best friend. And you don't have to pretend to agree with their politics. And you don't have to pretend to be Miss Perfect and do every single task that's asked of you immediately when it's asked of you. Just because you want to impress somebody. If that's your personality, that's fair. That's you. That's your personality. You're not doing it to impress anybody. You're doing it because you're compelled. I have to sort of summon it up. but So don't get talked into being a doormat. All right. And uh, let me remind you about our website, sayschoolie.com, sidsaw.com. You can catch us on Twitter and Facebook. That other movie that you can win, not this week, next week, is Sinister 2. So um, you can also win that on Blu-ray at aschoolie.com. Just go there to win. You can also catch this podcast on Stitcher.com, search for After the Show, the iTunes Music Store, which you all know about, the Xbox Podcast app, or go to the RSS feed, aschoolie.com slash podcast. You can subscribe there in anything. I use Feedly, if you um, wondered. You can also email feedback to me at aschoolie.com. Don't email Sid Talk, she doesn't care about you all. And finally, stay classy, zombies, and all kinds of zombies. Because we need more zombies. We've got to have zombies. And I'm going to say, think for yourself or someone's going to do it for you.